Today we thank you for the privilege of sharing your word. Enlighten us. Help us to be in tune with what the Lord is saying and doing. Give us insight today and help us to be followers and doers. To be pure in heart because we want to see God. Help us to carry out everything that you've called us to do. Everything that's secondary, may it remain secondary. May we stop majoring in those things that are not pleasing to God. May our excuses fall flat. May the Word of God take precedence in our lives. We give you glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. As you know, we are doing the series on the Sermon on the Mount. And we are continuing today with the sixth beatitude. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. And it reads, Blessed are the peacemakers. In fact, I'm going to ask you for those who can stand. Please stand. I'm going to read a few passages for the Word of God. If you're able to. If you're not. We understand. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Still in Matthew, turn over to chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Matthew 8, verses 1 through 4. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Remain standing as we go to another passage. Mark chapter 1, verse 45. In fact, I want to go to verse 43 through 45. Mark 1, 43 through 45. Jesus sent him away, still dealing with the leprosy found in a different gospel. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out. And began to talk freely, spreading the news, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. You may be seated. The sermon title that I've given is, Blessed are the Pure in Heart. Blessed are the Pure in Heart. One of the tragic 
state of our world is that it is not pure and cannot be pure because they refuse to pursue that which is pure and holy. You get that? Let me say it again because you're looking at me like you didn't get it. One of the tragic states of our world is that it is not pure and cannot be pure because they refuse to pursue that which is pure and holy. Eventually, whatever you pursue will result in the fruit of your labor. It will show. Whatever you're pursuing, that's what's going to show. If you have never been pursued, if you have never rather pursued being pure, why then are people surprised when the mouth and life of the person pours out that which is not clean? If pureness and holiness is not part of your conduct and living, why then are you surprised when your life doesn't show those qualities? We seem all surprised and baffled when our life seems to be in a spiral downward. But the Lord made it very clear upon that mount when he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Everyone that talks about the Lord don't know him. Even the demons can say Jesus and God. Don't make them pure. Don't make them holy. It doesn't make them clean. The word pure means clean. It is one of the the attitudes that Jesus gives that is one of the most profound and talks about and deals with the life, the spiritual life of the person. We're not talking about a person that hasn't taken a bath. No, 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 that's not what we're referring to. But what a person allows into their life. But I'm going to be taking a physical example today of this leper that Christ healed as our example of cleanness. Point number one, uncleanness made clean. Uncleanness made clean. Leprosy was one of various skin diseases that God gave Moses instructions of how it was to be handled. One of the types of leprosy was fatal. It caused severe deformity to the body. It was customary to have body parts deteriorate and to fall off. Nose, lips, fingers, your body parts would fall off. So leprosy was one of those dreaded diseases that nobody wanted to have. And yet, it is a condition that many people did have. And so the Lord gave instructions about uh, to Moses and how these skin diseases and how these various diseases were to be handled. If a person was to come into the presence or approach a person that had leprosy, the person with leprosy had to cry out, unclean, unclean, to give warning that they were about to be defiled if they came into contact 
with that person. And so a person that had leprosy could not just go out into the public and say, what's up? Can I join the party? How come everyone's excluding me today? Just like a skunk that would show up in Spraying all the animals would leave and he'd eat the food that's there. Run everything off. What was that cartoon? Pepe? I like him. He just go pouncing around with that little odor coming from him. And the animals, whoo, they're running and, and turn around and there he is right next to him. You see, that's how leprosy was. Anybody that had leprosy, nobody wanted to be around them. You see, sin is like leprosy. It is a, a, an example and described in the Word of God of what it resembles. Leprosy resembles sin. When a person's leprosy was in remission, they had to show themselves to the priest for inspection. Do you not know that your life is to be expect, inspected? Stop telling people, don't look at me. I'm not perfect. Why are you judging me? Oh, yes, they are supposed to look at you. Your life is an open book. And if you're supposed to be representing Christ and walking in purity and walking in the light that God has given you, how come people can't look at you and make a decision if that's what they want to follow? Keep telling people not to look at me, and yet you're the closest thing they're going to see to Jesus. Because the show ain't reading the Word of God. And so what we do, we come up with excuses in order to keep people from looking at our lives and inspecting. You know what people do? They look anyway. And they know what a Christian is. They put it this way. They may not know all the qualities and what a person's supposed to have, but they show sure know what the person ain't supposed to be doing. I told y'all, I told y'all back before when I was younger, I wasn't much of a partier. I'd go try to hang out where the people were partying. And they asked me, what you doing here, Marcus? I, I, I'm 20, I'm 18, 19. I'm, I, what you doing here? This is not your scene. What you doing over here at Baxter's? <laughs> and so people are making a decision about you when they look at you. And Christ says, blessed are the pure in heart. Why is it important that we guard what, what comes into our lives? Because whether you know it or not, it's going to have an effect. Even when I'm watching something on television, that thought sometimes can just run through my mind. And so you got people today says, I can watch things, those things don't don't affect me. Yeah, it does. There's a building up that happens over time in our lives with what we are exposed to. You see, when there's a toxin inside of you, it just a little bit over time, and it begins to build. And before you know it, 
you're in trouble. Doesn't make a difference how mo- how small the amount is. Just keeps being at it little by little, and there you are now sick, infected. So when we consider leprosy, the leper had to go show himself, even though he might be in remission, even though she might be in remission. Guess what? It was still there. There's some people that get all emotional. And think somehow that their emotions are going to carry them through the finish line. Your emotions don't carry you. But following the Lord Jesus Christ does. Doing what the Lord says. Being in the Word of God. Living a pure life. Oh my goodness. So that when trouble comes and things begin to happen in your life, you've got something that you've placed there that you can draw upon. So those that had leprosy, and even though it may have gone into remission, it was still there. You see, leprosy, as I said, is a picture of sin. If you're not cleansed from it, it is only a matter of time before you will have another flare-up. And everybody will know that it's there. That's what leprosy is. It, it, it will come up again. You can be, you can go to the priest and be inspected. Now, isn't it interesting that the, the requirement of the leper was to go to the priest because it was the responsibility of the priest to inspect. That's what the Lord gave to Moses. And that person, the priest would declare that person clean. What does it mean clean? You can now be a part of the regular population. But the moment that leprosy appears again, you've got to be banished. You've got to be put outside because everybody can be infected. That's why it's important to deal with sin in the church. Because it will infect the body of Christ. You can't have pureness and sin coexisting and expect everything to be okay. That's why Christ dealt with sin. The beatitude of being pure. One that addresses, I said, the spiritual life of a person. What you allow into your spiritual life can either defile you or help you to be pure. Only those that are pure will be able to see God. Now, the story of this leper is told in each of the synoptic gospels. Some of you are wondering, synoptic gospels, what is that? Come to, come to Bible study. And so each of the synoptic gospels have this story of the leper coming to Christ. Yet in the story that we read, he approaches Christ after Christ ends his Sermon on the Mount and has now come off of the mountain. What we are immediately told is that this man has leprosy. And in the passage of Luke, the Bible says that he is full of leprosy. Get that now. Get that. That means this man had legions all over him. It could be seen in his face. It could be seen on him that he has leprosy. Bible doesn't say how he is out there, but he's, and how just he got to Jesus, but he is there and he comes to Christ as the Lord comes off of this mountain. What does he want? This man wants to be healed. 
And he comes to the only person that can deliver him and help him. You see, leprosy was believed to be a disease that could only be healed by God. It was one of those conditions that when you had it, you had it. Ain't no cure for leprosy. No cure for leprosy. And so this disease is dreaded because there's no cure. And then they said the only way that you could be cured is if God himself did it. And so the significance here is that this man comes to Jesus, which is an indication that he must be saying, you must be God because I'm expecting you to heal me. Get this now. Now note carefully that the text says in Matthew that Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. That's a no-no. That's a no-no if you got leprosy. You're going to infect yourself. You know when the AIDS virus first came out, before much was known about it, people didn't want to be around. They thought they would sit next to a person, sit on the seat of, that they'd get it. And so it was one of those diseases that people were like, I don't want, oh no, don't touch me. You knew a person had it? Oh, you go out your way to avoid them. Why? Because you thought that you could, you, they, you could get it and that you could get it by touch. Now, if we are concerned about exposure and we are concerned that we can, we can get something by touching, why aren't we more concerned about what we allow into our spiritual life? Why do we think that filth and all the things that are, we expose ourselves to cannot touch us? Many people today think that they can just live any type of way and be okay. It will catch up. Oh yeah, it's going to catch up. Dealing some people even now, it, 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 it's not only catching, it is, it is caught up. How can God himself, Jesus, touch impurity and not be contaminated? He's the only one that can touch uncleanness and make it clean. You, you see, it, it's, it's the... Interesting thing that this man that comes to Jesus, I think the Lord showed by example one, is that he wanted to show compassion, and he wanted to show that I can touch you and not be affected by your life, but you can have pureness and be clean by my life, and so I touch you because I have the power to do it and not be affected. Spiritually, Jesus touches our sins. He's the only one that can remove them. Even just like that leper had to go before the priest and show himself over and over again, and the priest could say, I I pronounce that you are now clean. Only Jesus could bring about the cleanness and the cleanliness in the life of the person. Think of the story about Naaman, where Elisha, Told him to go and wash, dip rather than the what they are down in the Jordan. He didn't want to go because he thought that it's got to be better 
rivers and streams than that muddy Jordan. Have me go there. I can find some other place. But your healing is through obedience and not what you want to do, which is bringing us to our second point, which is obey, show, and give. Obey, show, and give. Matthew 8, 4. In our emotionalism, we can often fail to follow the explicit directions of Jesus. Now, after pure holiness has touched and made this man clean, Jesus touched him and says, I want to cleanse you. Be clean. Get the note there. It is in Matthew that he says, be clean. You see, when you look back at the Sermon on the Mount, he just comes off the mountain. Blessed are the pure. Blessed are the clean. Isn't it interesting, even though the Lord is working with this man physically, he does see God. (laughs) And it is Jesus that just after coming off this mount, touches this man who's unclean and makes him clean. That's what Jesus, and only Jesus, can do. Now why would Jesus, and let me just say this, Spiritually, you know that Jesus touching him is a symbol of Jesus removing our sins, right? Why would Jesus tell him to go show himself to the priest? When Jesus himself is our great high priest and tell this man while he's on earth to do this. Since Jesus is a fulfillment of the law. You see, Jesus came to also fulfill the law. He has not departed, and so they are still following the law. And Jesus has to do everything in time and properly. You see, Jesus is on a time frame. He can't do things so quickly. You you see, there are some people that that want to put Jesus and push their situation to the front of the line. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been standing in line for 30 minutes, and somebody that's not even connected to someone else, it's not somebody even saving a space for them. It's standing there and cuts in front of you. Beginning to rise up. I've been standing here. And the longer you stand, the more upset you become if a person goes in front of you. And you would be willing to give that person a piece of your mind. You'd be willing to give them a piece of your mind if somebody else don't do it before you. Right? You, 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 you've been there, haven't you? You've been in the situations where, where that's happened. But see, things have to be done in, in, in a certain in timing. And, and, and so the Lord tells this man, it's not time for you to go tell everybody else. Go to the priest and show yourself to the priest, and then offer to them the sacrifice that's required by what Moses says, but don't tell anybody right now. So we find this man who comes out of, out of a matter of respecting God and comes to him, but then he doesn't do what he says. You follow me now? Follow me. There are people that come to the Lord, but then they don't do what he says. There are people that say, I, I'm, I, I'm a Christian, I'm a, I, I, I've accepted the Lord, but they don't do what he says. 
They're doing the opposite. What are they doing? They are doing what they think they want to do, and they are not only doing what they think they want to do, they do. They are doing what they want to do. Jesus says, go show. Now, why would he tell them to do that? Well, number one is that there was from the Mosaic law, which the person that was healed of leprosy, they were expected to go show themselves to the priest. And so the Lord says, go show yourself to the priest. What would that do? Well, one, it would give testimony about this man's healing. Not only that, it's not only in remission, but it's gone. Get, get me now. It is gone, and it would show that somebody healed this man. And the only thing that I know is that only God can heal leprosy. You see, it was the priests that were in conflict with Jesus all the time. And it would force them to take a look at their belief. Go show yourself to the priest so that they can see, is what the Lord said. And then offer the offering that Moses says. I'm going to say this. Your life and what you believe will be reflected in what you do and how you serve. We'll come up with every excuse in the world to not do what the Lord says. It's a little warm. Is this a little warm in here? She, she's saying no. And they're saying yes. Yeah. And I'm seeing woo fans. Going. And the interesting thing here, I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't see no men fanning. Except Kenny and brother Kevin. <laughs> but they're getting older. I understand that. <laughs> Kenny Ray always fanning, always fanning, yeah, yeah. even when it's, it's, it's cold outside. Whoa, that man's sweating. <laughs> but this man is instructed to obey, and yet what he does, he does the opposite of what the Lord says. So what does he do? He goes tells everybody else except he doesn't go show this himself to the priest. He tells everybody else. And as a result, the Bible says that Jesus was then prevented from being able to go into certain places and had to remain out in the desert and had to remain in lonely places. He started well here, but he did not finish and do what the Lord required. And the Bible says in Luke, he said he gave him a stern. Let's, is it Luke or Mark? Let me just see what my notes say here. I don't think I wrote this down, but let's. Turn to one of the passages here. Um, I, let's check Mark 145 and see. Mark 145. <clears throat> this is what it says. Okay, uh, verse 43. Mark 143, start there. Jesus sent him away with a strong warning. A strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices. Instead, the Bible says he went out, and the Bible says he talked freely. Now, get this. When the Bible talks about him talking freely, it is describing that this man went out and repeatedly spoke about this to people. He... he he, he was like a person that's what's called a, a herald. He heralded and spoke this to many people. 
Your excitement and emotionalism is not a reason for you to disobey what God says. I don't care how emotional we get. It is never okay to have our excitement. Oh, I just got so happy. I just got so happy I just disobeyed God, but he understands. I was trying to serve him. Well, ask David about that when he was bringing the ark back. Be careful in your excitement that it doesn't cause you to disobey what the Lord told you to do. Because excitement is no excuse for disobedience. If the Lord talks to you and gives you instructions, guess what it is doing? It is, an indic- it is a step that is helping you to be pure. To be clean. You see, you get cleaned up when you come to God. He, he, he accepts you and then he cleanses you. He wants you to be pure. He makes you pure. But you have to learn how to walk in pureness and cleanness. You have to walk in what the Lord calls you to do. And so some people come, get saved. So they say. And then you never see them again. They had an emotional fit. It wasn't say out salvation. Because it didn't lead to them going on with the Lord. And so pureness requires that you learn how to walk in how the Lord told you to walk and to do what he says to do. Go show yourself to the priest. Because what? They're going to take and make inspection. Then I want you to do one of the things I brought to, as I bring this to a conclusion. Give the offering as prescribed in law that's required, as Moses said, to do. I'm convinced that our offering to God is still not based on what he says in his word. We give emotionally, not through obedience and love. The Lord didn't say to him, go give something that you decide that you want to give. And then let's see how it comes out. Go look at what the requirement is and start there and give that. Now, when we get to the New Testament, we talk about one's offering, one's giving. It is something where we start with what's the minimum that God says and how can I give my best to the Lord? I keep telling you that that you, you, you want God's best, but we don't want to give him our best. When pure holiness touches you, your pureness is developed by everything he cleanses you from. And then following what he tells you to do. You don't become clean by accepting his pureness and then making up your own rules. The reward of being pure in spirit. Remember this. The reward is being able to see God. Do you know that's ultimately what the greatest reward is? Is being able to see God? People will line up for days and hours to see the Pope. People were lining up for days to go get a, 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 a new iPhone to be first in line. Bring a sleeping bag. If I see any of y'all out there in front of Walmart. Y'all going to hear from me. I'm going to send y'all a letter. <laughs> Fact. I'm going to go take a picture. We're going to put it right up on the screen. <laughs> this is such and such at 1 a.m. 
sleeping outside of Walmart waiting for the iPhone. <laughs> In order to be clean, you've got to be touched by Jesus. The reward of being pure is seeing him. Not the latest gadget. Not the biggest star from television. It is seeing him. Think about it. Think how people get excited about when somebody comes to town. This person is coming to town. I got to get my ticket. <laughs> oh, tickets are down there on sale. I'm going to get, get, I'm going to give you the money. I can't get, the, will you get my ticket for me? Because they want to see that person. Well, guess what? It's the pure in heart that's going to be able to see God. That's what we want to see. We want to see him, not the latest or biggest person, but God. After the first three, four million years in heaven, I'm just going to then turn and look at the next one. Okay, (laughs) he'll... We know there's one God, but I'm just messing with you, right? But when we think about seeing God, it boggles the mind. How many of you want to be pure in heart? Pure in spirit. How many of you want to be pure? Then Jesus has got to touch you. He's got to bring the cleansing. That means you've got to watch what you do. You've got to allow his word to just, just to invade your life so early that what comes out when you get upset oh bless the Lord hallelujah that's what should come out when I know y'all ain't been in the word I hear something else I, I know yep, I, mm-hmm. that's 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 what they've been looking at <laughs> bow your heads Lord we need your touch today and then we need to be continuously invigorated by your spirit. We want to allow you to do that which is awesome. See, Lord, we know that without holiness, no one shall see the Lord, according to Hebrews. (laughs) You touch us and cleanse us from our sins. You remove the leprosy. You remove the sin that has covered us. That has invaded us. Not, not, it has not gone into remission. It's been removed. Only God can do that. Only you can bring us into your presence. Because of your touch and covering. Because of that blood. That precious blood. That supplied. The pure in heart Lord will see God. Cleanse us today. May we desire those things that are so pleasing to you that we will run away from the very things that you have not called us to do and told us not to do. Just like sin begets more sin, holiness begets more holiness. Just like obedience and faithfulness gets more rewards than God's blessings, oh my God, help us to desire that. More of you, that we learn to fall in love with God more and more because we continue to see God's fullness and glory expressed 
in greater ways that we haven't known before. So rather than growing more shallow, we grow in depth because we are seeing God for who you are. May excuses be like leprosy in our lives. And may faithfulness and holiness and obedience be that which leads to pureness. We love you. We honor you. And for those who don't love you, mm, put a desire in the lives of people in this place that, God, you will be desired. You will be appreciated. We thank you today. We love you today. We worship you. In the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.